I just turned 32 and it's gonna be a very very exciting new chapter and I think it's gonna be filled with more ambiguity than I enjoy and that's okay welcome to depth and candor this is the podcast that used to explore how black change makers define and live out their purpose through their careers side hustles and entrepreneurial contributions but we might be doing things a little bit differently from here on out so for those of you who are new here I'm your host, Hiwate Gitana, and I've spent a majority of the three years that I've been working on this podcast figuring out how to define and pursue a vibrant life of my own. And if you're curious about some of your faves who have been building lives that they love while starting or growing their own businesses like Nikayla Matthews, Jovian Zane, Mylik Teal, or people who have gone on to affect a lot of policy change by running for office while still pursuing their joy, like Gurmaya Zahalai, we have so many episodes waiting for you. For those of you who are not new here, I hope each of you have been pursuing your own versions of a vibrant life, which I know is asking for a lot with 2020 being what it is. And since the last episode on this podcast, where I had Morgan Courtney on here talking about setting and accomplishing goals that you are proud of and excited about. I've been working as a full-time podcast producer for a New York Times podcast called Together Apart and a TED podcast called Pindrop. And how this opportunity came about is a really unexpected long story that I'll save for another time. But to give you context for today, I think the most important part of that story is that in June of last year, While I was still working at Afropunk, I met an executive producer who offered me a role on her team where I would be working with them producing podcasts, and I'd be doing that three days a week, and I'd spend the other two days working on growing Depth and Candor and making it into a business, which is kind of a big deal, and I was really, really excited about it. So I quit my job at Afropunk in September 2019. And I started working with the production company called Magnificent Noise three days a week. But baby, (laughs) the fantasy of working for yourself and actually working for yourself are two totally different realities. Here's me in December telling my boyfriend why I felt so stuck and trying to explain to him that I just, I didn't know what next move to make. What I'm feeling these days is like I was all talk and no action for the past I don't know however many years like I've been talking about a podcast I've been talking about this idea of like oh yeah I want to monetize and make this a business and now I'm at a place where I don't fucking know what that means like does that just mean you get a sponsor and where you get sponsors for your podcast and that's it? Does it mean you become a content marketer? Does it mean you become a professional storyteller and do like the NPR type route and become a professional podcast producer like for yourself and make that a business for yourself? I don't know. And it feels really difficult from this place to record all of my emotions because it just feels like whining it feels like I'm saying 
like if I were just to record my emotions, I would just be saying things like, I feel like I have, I thought I was a good time manager and turns out maybe I'm not. I thought that I could really do anything and <laughs> turns out maybe not. And I'm recording this because this is the easiest way for me to actually capture this. That was three months into working for myself part-time. I was on my way to a friend's birthday dinner. This is pre-pandemic where I'd eventually walk in and I'd hug her and we'd sit close to each other sharing food and drinks. And as you can hear, I was struggling to articulate what the fuck I was even doing anymore. And I questioned a lot of things. Like, was this podcast needed in the world? Was it useful to anyone? Was it showcasing Black women in a way that inspired and encouraged others? Or was it just encouraging comparison? And was it just encouraging all of us to just run faster in the rat race? And most importantly, was anyone actually moving towards a vibrant life because of this podcast? You know... It's funny, um, looking back, even though I was clear on what I wanted to create for myself, a vibrant life and a fulfilling career, I really struggled with creating podcast episodes consistently for a long time. And now, in retrospect, it's so clear to me that there were three big things that kept me stalled and led me to struggle with consistently working on my own projects. And there might be more than these three things, but these are the ones that I really, really grappled with. The first is I had to learn to work without validation from the external world, and I didn't know how to do that. Second, I had to have some sort of direction. Even if I didn't know the final destination, I still had to know somewhat of what I wanted to create, and I didn't really have that. And third, you have to be willing to grapple with the discomfort of ambiguity. And that was probably my biggest struggle. I like knowing what I'm doing and then crossing that off a list. And you can't really do that when you are paving the road as you go. In an ideal world, you also have unstoppable confidence and you have the luxury of time. You have thought partners and support from your friends and your peers and you have access to money that allows you to actually create without worry. But none of those things are necessary. They're simply nice to haves that make life a little bit easier. But because I had no idea where I was headed, I felt like I couldn't make my vision come true because I lacked confidence or the time or the money or the support, but I was wrong. It wasn't any of those things. And I had saved some money and I was quickly running out and I was starting to accumulate debt, which was not cute, okay? But thankfully, about a month later, I got an offer to work full-time as a producer making shows for other people, so the two shows that I mentioned earlier. And before, I was going to do that three days a week, and now I got an offer to do it full-time. So I pressed pause on creating anything new until I could clearly answer my own questions. And I took an offer to work full-time with Magnificent Noise, which has been just 
the best experience. And I thought I'd be disappointed that I had failed to do my own thing because that was the original plan. But in retrospect, it's the best thing to have happened to me. And as I record this, it's five months since I've been working full time. And it's about a week after publishing the season finale for the New York Times show Together Apart, where I got a lot of say in actually making the show what it was, which was an incredible, incredible experience. Actually, working on that bi-weekly show for 12 plus weeks is probably closer to 16 weeks, taught me how to find compelling characters, how to develop strong storylines, how to edit the audio quickly and professionally, and how to develop and stick to the core mission of whatever it is that you are creating. It taught me a lot also about the business of podcasting. If you can hear that, those are... This is actually kind of hilarious. I don't know if you can hear fireworks in the background, but this is like <laughs> the number two problem in New York right now because who is giving people fireworks, professional great fireworks to light? I don't know. And it's not July 4th and this has been going on for the last month, but that is a whole aside. <laughs> and over the last few months, I've come to realize that Half of what I really, really want out of this life has come true. To be doing work that I find fulfilling while sharing stories that inspire. And as this realization hit, more and more stories surfaced, highlighting the murders of several black people. In response to a legacy of police violence that most recently took the lives of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey. Tony McDade, Alan Ruiz, Rayshard Brooks, say the names. And seeing this happen again and again forced me to face pain that I had put aside for a long time. And I felt the heavy, heavy weight of hopelessness. And for almost two weeks, I just, I found myself just spontaneously bursting into tears while sitting in my apartment trying to work from home. And I realized that I actually had no idea what it even meant to live a vibrant life when you allow that amount of pain to penetrate you. When you don't try to work it away, or eat it away, or drink it away. And when I let myself feel the pain of that moment, the true weight of what it means to be Black in this country, I recognize that no amount of outworking the system or swerving the BS of a white supremacist patriarchal culture could ever actually lead you to true vibrancy, true joy. I needed to feel the pain. So I marched, and I donated. And I shared everything I knew on any platform where I had a voice. And for a brief moment, I witnessed the world evolve. 
I witnessed all of us let ourselves collectively share in the same grief that James Baldwin and Toni Morrison and Angela Davis and so many others had warned us about before. I witnessed my black friends feel their pain, and I witnessed my white colleagues learn about the ways that they had inadvertently contributed to white supremacy. And I witnessed myself come to the understanding that there is no black joy without a willingness to lean into the pain. And suddenly, what depth and candor could be was clear. I don't think stories of how black people found career success is the foundation upon which I want to build this podcast, which is effectively what my little digital corner had become. We need more voices of how everyday people find their joy and how they process their pain. We need stories of how communities harness their collective power. And yes, we can still do interviews, but we'll only talk about career to the extent that career actually contributes to or helps us uncover our joy. We will talk about collective liberation and overcoming internalized oppression. And we'll talk about pain, too. Because joy and pain go hand in hand. So the next few months will be filled with this new exploration of what it means to be Black and joyful in a country that built itself on the fundamental belief that being Black and being joyful do not go together. So if you want to be a part of this journey, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for the newsletter on depthandcandor.com. Talk to you soon.